Prime Minister Narendra Modi has been quoted as saying, use of ethanol extracted from sugarcane for mixing in petrol will benefit farmers. When the scheme of ethanol blended petrol was rolled out in the country, production of ethanol was dependent upon molasses and cane. Subsequently, it was extended to rice, maize and other grains. However, juice-based ethanol remains the main source. The center has revised rules over the years to address tax issues to make the procurement of raw materials easier. But despite all of this, the program still faces challenges. Here is the detailed conversation I, Richa Mishra, had with Aditya Jhunjhunwala, President of Indian Sugar Mills Association, on the challenges. Mr. Jhunjhunwala, my first question to you is that over the years we have seen that the government has been amending rules, uh, you know, policy-wise, we have been trying to stabilize uh, the procurements and other things. But there's been a constant war on pricing between oil companies and the sugarcane, uh, the millers particularly. Uh, then it also varies from state to state, the challenges. UP millers uh, talk about a very different challenge vis-a-vis -vis millers in the other areas. So uh, what, according to you, is the actual challenge? Because the uh, ethanol program has been in place now for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. What you said is right. So there will be a few challenges that we are facing as an industry. First, the ethanol, because you see it's produced from sugarcane. And now the pricing of the sugarcane is determined by the central government in the nomenclature of FRP, as fair revenue to price. And that is increased year on year. So what we have been requesting the government, because the price of the raw material keeps on increasing, and that is approximately 75 or 80% of our of the total production cost. So we have requesting the government, why don't we come with a long-term formula, which puts in the price that has been increased through FRP, plus the repo rate or maybe the inflation cost. Because these are the costs which keeps on increasing that needs to be passed on to the consumer. So we as a sugar industry, we are asking, requesting the government to have a long-term formula so that every year it will not be advisable for the industry to go once the FRP is increased to request the government for a revision in price. So that is one. The second thing what we are asking is now because of the capacity which is required as per the NTIO for to achieve E20 needs a huge amount of capex. So the capex which is required is approximately 20,000 crores. So achieve this capex, we have requested there need to be an ROI so that the people or the entrepreneurs can put up additional capacities to achieve that. As far as the, your state issue is concerned, there is a particular kind of a rules and regulation being levied in UP particularly. They have reservation on molasses. And so it's a 20% reservation on molasses. So 20% of the reservation of the molasses pass on to the uh, country liquor. So that kind of a reservation, we are opposing to it, as well as what happens is this, this year particularly, there was some issue on the calculation side and this 20% was uh, taken at 28%. So that was the major issue in UP. So, sir, before I move any forward, you know, the Prime Minister also announced earlier this year that we have already moved to E20. I mean, uh, in phases, there has been an increase in the blending. Now he's already spoken about E20 and um, the minister himself said that uh, uh, 
uh, almost, uh, what do you say, uh, 1,600 or so retail outlets have got uh, the blending of E20 happening. Uh, if I'm not wrong, sir, uh, E10 is now across the country because that blend is anyway happening. So when you are uh, increasing the thing suddenly, you know, pumping in more and making it E20, do you see supply constraints happening? I don't see the constraint, constraint, but there are challenges. And we are within, I think the government and all the stakeholders are working together to achieve that. So it's a tough task. Actually, if you see the earlier target to achieve E20 was 2030, which the prime minister has pre-pawned in 2025. So now there's a five-year gap which has been pre-pawned. So all the stakeholders, we are trying to achieve it. So I'm happy to tell you that currently we have achieved 11.76% this year. So now we have another three years to go. And I think that the industry and the SIAM will work together to achieve this goal. Even the OMCs, because if you see every pump needs to be have a dispensing station of E20. So I'm very hopeful that this is achievable and we will try to achieve that. So, uh, I mean, uh, transparent pricing formula we just spoke about as is it will bring in a little stability in you also working out your investment plans and, and it will help the customer also because if we have, then we exactly know what the retail and pricing will be. So, uh, my point to you, sir, was that when you're proposing a transparent pricing formula, the uh, other challenge which comes is who's going to monitor it. I mean, there are too many ministries involved. You have a transport ministry, a petroleum ministry, a renewable ministry. You have finance ministry. You have power ministry. So who's going to handle you? There has to be a nodal agency, a, a nodal ministry. In our case, is the food ministry. And uh, what we understand, there is a committee of joint secretaries from finance, from petroleum and food who discuss together to find out a solution. And I think that is the way forward. Green fuel, green energy, everyone is talking about. We actually, uh, Brazil is way ahead as far as ethanol is concerned. But we also were, we started early. But somewhere down the line, we're still where we were. Why is it happening? Is it because of uh, the internal challenges which we are facing? Or is it because of the capacity creation? I little differ from here because the kind of achievement that the industry and all the stakeholders together have achieved in the last five years is tremendous. If you see where we are at 2-3% and now where we are. And the way forward is looking very, very positive. No doubt Brazil have started a little early. But I think we have the capability to achieve the same within a short span of time. Maybe if Brazil have done in 15 years, we can achieve in 10 years. I think that is the quantum that we are looking at. And as you rightly said, Brazil is blending at 45 to 50% on an average. They have two kinds of flex fuel cars, E27 and E100. And I think that is what the next roadmap may be. And that should be. So we are thinking beyond 2025, government should start thinking to get a flex fuel vehicles launch, which are now a flex fuel hybrid. So that gives you an average of 24, 25 kilometers to a liter. The price of E100 ethanol is much economical to the consumer as compared to gasoline, then you have advantages on the environment front. So, so now the final question before we move on, we spoke capacity, we spoke everything. What I want to also understand from you is, how does it help the farmer? 
No, it will help the farmer directly because if you see in the position when we there was a sugar production is was a neglect situation. So as the industry, we would have always gone to the ministry to help us out for export formula, export subsidies, or maybe that there was cane areas and the prices were difficult for the industry to pay. But if you see for the last five years, there have been very minimal areas by the industry. Majority of the dues have been paid. The prices have been increased every year on year. And that is also helping the farmers. Even now, the industry being in a robust situation have started working on yield. So VA Visma has tied up with the SBI Coem tool to find out new varieties which help the farmer from the current yield of 80 quintals per hectare to 100 quintals. So I think that is the way we need to work together. So it directly, indirectly, is all working in the interest of the consumer or the farmers and as well as the stakeholders. And does water remain a challenge? So there are a couple of things like we want some kind of a changes in policy, like we have requested the OMC, the transport cost needs to be rationalized. So we need to be paid because there is a fixation of the X factory price and over and on we need to pay the transport to transport the depots. So we are saying that needs to be realistic, either the OMCs pick up on the X factory or a realistic transport price needs to be paid in. So that is what we are saying. Then the real formula or maybe price revision needs to be done on the juice-based ethanol for more ethanol to be diverted. We have requested for a rationalization on GST on FFEs. So currently the EVs having a 5% GST and FFEs are having 28% GSTs. So we have requested the government because if you see, we can submit you the data what we have got from Brazil, that FFEs are the like best source for environment. Like the emission norms are much, much below. And if you if you see that on 29th of this month, tomorrow, Toyota is launching the first world's first FFE with BS6 standard. So I think that is what we are looking at. So we have requested the government to give some relaxation or maybe keep it at par with EVs. So the GST should come down. There needs to be a BS standard notified for E100. That will help the industry. And then we can directly dispense this E100 ethanol. So there will be saving on transport again. So, so that, that directly, you know, from the having your own retail outlet is something which you have been arguing on for some time now. And yes. uh, I don't think OMCs will let go of this that easily. But my question to you was the, the issue of water. Does water remain a challenge for all you millers? So not exactly water. So again, I think this subject has been taken up quite some time and we, we are here to prove that there is no such kind of a water guzzler that the sugar the sugar crop has been uh, branded as. We have already started a study, independent study by the Government of India Institute. I think by next year we'll get that. But if you see a lot of water which has been, uh, the sugar industry takes in, has recycled, reprocessed and again sent back to the fields, to the farmers. And that is not which is accounted for. Because now we are into ZLD kind of an issue. So the consumption of water in the industry is not too much. So the sugar cane, what we crush, have a surplus water which has been reprocessed and again goes back to the farmer's field. So sir, let me just sum up what we have just chatted. What we are we, trying to say is that uh, progress is being made. Supply may not be a challenge if certain policy changes or suggestions which are being requested for is provided. And most importantly, 
If there is a transparent pricing formula, then it incentivizes all of you. I mean, the entire value chain is incentivized and works favorably for the industry going forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mr. Junjunwala.